0: Welcome to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? Success in business most often comes down to hard work, not by silver bullets and quick fixes. It's knowing where to focus that hard work that's key to winning. Join sales prospecting expert and three-time seven-figure business founder, Carrie Richardson, and managing partner of r Consulting and former owner of Doberman Technologies, Ian Richardson, for radical honesty regarding strategic planning, accountability, and execution that will get you the systematic results you're working toward. Let's get into today's episode. Thought Leader and your host, Carrie Richardson.
1: Hello and welcome to What's Important Now. I'm your host, Ian Richardson from Richardson Richardson Consulting. And my guest today is Mark Shaw from Stored Tech. Mark's the founder and CEO of Stored Technology Solutions. And since he opened that organization in 2010, he's integrated multiple services into the company, evolving with the ever-changing world of technology. His team's fearless approach to new business endeavors has led Stored Tech to acquire several companies, and he's expanded to five different offices throughout New York, North Carolina and the Philippines, and the company has grown to over 70 employees. His passion around entrepreneurship and technology blended with his energetic nature is continuing to drive StoreTech forward and making them a leader in the information technology space. Mark, thanks for sitting down with us.
2: Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, it's it's our pleasure, our privilege. On what's important now, we always follow a format. We're talking about Challenges, achievements, and opportunities, and you're, when we were talking last, the challenge you had is a big one, and that is labor market and supply chain, which I don't think there's a person out there right now who isn't getting hurt by this. You're a pretty big operation. You're a you're over $15 million company. How do you scale while keeping customer service and experience a positive, especially in today's labor and supply chain market?
2: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, right? So, uh, you know, it, we've we've done a couple of different things. Obviously, supply chain, nobody can control that, right? The, everyone tries to manage that the best you can. Uh, you know, there's a lot we could talk about there, but that's been talked at ad nauseum. Uh, at, at the reality of the matter is, is supply chains are are tough. They're tight, and uh, you know, obviously we have to pivot. So I think the best thing to do, at least in our organization, we pivoted to something that's scalable, something we can manage and maintain. Um, obviously, while still fighting a tight labor market, but you can't touch supply chains. I can't make Cisco make a product and ship it any faster. It's just not going to happen, right? <laughs>
1: what well, do you mean really you don't have that firewall in your inventory room that I needed
2: yesterday? <laughs> exactly. And you know, I mean, so that that's something we're just we're dealing with. And if obviously we can pivot to selling services, that makes it much better. Uh, and obviously, it it gives the salespeople what they need, right? Uh, driving their sales and their revenue. But uh, the the labor market is an interesting one as well um, about, you know, we saw this coming. Obviously, labor market didn't get tight overnight. It's been tight for years, especially in the IT space. And uh, we went, reached out, and uh, we hired an internal uh, recruiting um, resource. So that's obviously made a a really big difference in the operation. Having somebody whose sole purpose is to hire (laughs) and find the best talent, right, anywhere we can find it. So it has helped um you know there's a lot to uh, to uh, like i said to unpack to your question i mean obviously we uh, we we hit a wall i you know i think uh i always say you hit walls every every you know every few million you know you're 1 to 5 million you're going to hit a wall yeah. 5 to 10 you hit a wall exact it's steps right and everybody yeah. talks about the steps so um for us you know we we actually hit that step because we it's you know obviously six seventy 70 plus employees you know, mm-hmm. everyone's calling in. We had a help desk. We separated help desk and projects, which is what I think most people do. At, at about five, ten million, uh, we hit a really interesting wall uh, when we when we got bigger. Because I thought, hey, bigger is better, right? You have more engineers yeah. to call into. You have more more technical talent. You have more salespeople supporting them. You have more client success people. Uh, quickly figured out was that's not necessarily the case because clients actually enjoy that intimate vibe right with their uh, with with their uh, msp so what they said yeah. is you guys may, maybe got too big for us right so we had some of our long-term clients go i used to love calling up and talking to matt or talking to gina or, or specific individuals in the organization mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we didn't have that anymore <laughs>
1: yeah you get you get so big and there's so many clients and it, you got 70 people i might call in and reach Tom one day and then call in the next day and reach someone else. I might not talk to Tom for months or even half or, or a year. I might have talked to Tom again because just yeah. luck of the draw, right?
2: A- absolutely. So I mean, while we thought we were doing well, right, round, round robin, people are picking up calls, everything's going great. Uh, we quickly realized we started to lose that intimacy with our clients that, that is really so relevant because you know, they it, it is all about, you know, the personal touch, especially when they're trusting you with their technology. So We had a big problem. We had clients going, you know, maybe we look for a smaller MSP because I want to talk to, as you said, Tom every single day. Um, So we really had to take a a deep look. And obviously, you know, uh, um, I'll tell everybody this at the end of the day, talk to your competitors, right? Benchmark what other people are doing. Uh, We said it earlier when we were having a side conversation, there's plenty of business for all of us out there. Uh, Companies are still demanding, they're growing, MSPs are moving upscale. You know, there's a lot of uh, operational, um, you know, excellence to be large. You know, medium and enterprise companies that have never touched an MSP before are now saying, "Hey, maybe this is a great way to augment our staff." Right, taking the labor market problem and turning it into an opportunity. Um, so you know, I'll give a shout out right now to uh, to uh, Rob Stevenson over at Thrive. He was one of the people we talked to. You know, we had these ideas of how do we start maybe bubbling or teamsing up or potting some of our people to give that experience, and uh, and we've never done that before. You know, that would literally change the entire. You know, we had one person, you know, running the team of let's say managed service level ones. Now we're talking about mixing level ones and level twos and subject matter experts all together. it was just something that for me, I've like I've never done this before. And if I do it wrong, it's it'll it could shut us down, right? It could be the end of the business. So
1: Yeah, it could um, could do that material harm. And that's uh it's interesting that you talk that that you that you call out Thrive one of your one of your biggest and best competitors, um, taking taking that approach of saying, like, hey, I'm gonna call the competition and say, What are you doing here? What's what's that area? I had a conversation with Izzy Amato a while back on Win, and Izzy's superpower is doing exactly that. And he's a he's a smaller startup MSP, few years old, couple couple people kind of going through that initial growth path. And he said, look, there's this is a mature industry. I'm gonna go around and talk to people who have been here, done that, and not reinvent the wheel constantly. Take someone else's ideas and implement them own. Implement them in my own business. One of the superpowers I always had at Doberman, my old MSP, was exactly that. I called it my crow method of management. And if I ever write a business book, it'll say how I grew a, bi- how I grew a multi-million dollar business with one unique idea. <laughs> <But> there, <laughs> you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to figure out how to create fire. Everyone's done this before. And what I've found is that the really, really successful MSPs – are willing to talk and they'll give away the book because you can't steal execution. And if someone's like, it doesn't matter if you know the idea, if you're not willing to do the work, there's no shortcut for hard work, you just have to do it. And so it it doesn't matter if you gave away your whole process and procedure manual, unless someone executes on it, you're not at risk at all. And if they start executing on it, then maybe there's a merger opportunity.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it's right. funny you say that, you know, you talk about that, you know, giving away your playbook. It was, uh, you know, I, I messaged Rob, I said, Hey, listen, we met up a couple times, you know, at different events. I said, so anyway, you can pick your brain on something. We're looking at doing some sort of pod teamsing. And, uh, I see he goes, sure. Find some time on my calendar. We found 30 minutes. I pulled my operation team in and we obviously had our laundry list of questions. And we said, Hey, listen, if he even gives us a great direction, we'll be, we'll be farther off than we were before. And, uh, he was awesome. He, he answered every question. He said, "No, you guys are on the right path." Oh no, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. And then when we got done, he goes, "You know what?" He goes, "We executed this uh, quite a few years ago, but let me go find the PowerPoint slide of our execution and I'll send it to you." He he literally gave us the cookbook to go mm-hmm. develop that. And uh, and I was just you know blown away, obviously by by his generosity, but really reinforced the fact of everything we did. Like you said, it, it's it's a. It's a little used, but very powerful methodology. Go find out what other people are doing. When we were 2 million big, and we were trying to figure out how we didn't have everybody do everything, because we literally had everybody doing everything, mm-hmm. we talked to MSPs that were 5 and 10 million, and they said, hey, you got to separate your project guys, your SMEs. This is how you mm-hmm. got to separate it. So it's a great concept. It's something to use, and I will tell you what. The amount of people in this space really got a great group of people. Uh, you know, I work with a lot. Every day, whether it's, you know, it's helping us out in a remote site where we just don't have boots on the ground. And I will tell you, your MSP community is a really open community, Um, especially the the larger ones. The the, the bigger they are, the less concerned they are about, you know, are you going to go steal something from them? Because like you said, you can't steal execution. I've had many engineers leave our organization, go to another company, and they don't execute because it's all about execution. It's not about what you know. It's not about the client list you have. How you bring all that to market and fruition and uh it was awesome and again, it's just one of many cases but uh it was just one of the biggest ones biggest challenge for us largest reorg we've probably ever had uh mm-hmm. and it's been fantastic it's probably the best thing we've ever done
1: that's that's awesome so just dive in head first into the challenge and talk to your competitors. Don't be afraid of it because chances are you'll uh chances are you'll make new uh new colleagues and even new friends that's a uh, one of my biggest regrets is that uh, some of the competitors that we, we swapped accounts at, too, I did not talk to them until after transaction. And recently, I formed pretty deep friendships with some of them. And I was, I was sitting down with, uh, with a new recent buddy of mine, Chad Palman, over at New Wave. And uh, Chad and I were talking, and near the, end of the, near the end of the lunch, I was like, man, I wish we had talked 10 years ago. <laughs> like the amount of the amount of knowledge and uh, and and generosity between the two of us it was it was silly to not open that door sooner, especially even in your local market. So we kind of we've we've kind of been going through our process here at Wynn where we' started off with challenge. we just talked about the achievement about the implementation of pods uh, into stored tech, but there's there's a pretty big opportunity on the horizon that you're that you're looking at tackling and you're you're continuing to scale you've scaled from one office to a couple offices to five offices you've gone across multiple states you're even in multiple countries now and you're looking to continue this model where it can become almost and i say this in a uh i say this as a compliment not as a detriment to make it cookie cutter so that you can keep Going that there is that predictable experience. So whenever someone comes in and partners with StoreTech, whether it's an, a company being folded in or a new customer, they have that repeatable experience. They know what to expect. How are you? How are you talking to, to businesses that that might not be an IT provider, a comparable business, about joining your team, and as well as like looking at your acquisition cycle? How are you looking to shrink that down? What do you what are you guys doing
2: for those opportunities? Yeah, so I, I think it's it's an interesting um, uh, it's it's an opportunity. You know, it's a dilemma we're 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 walking through it in our own heads. Um, for for six, you know, we did six acquisitions over twelve years, but a lot of them have been your, you know, one million, million and a half, two million, we you know, or less. Um, we find that there's a lot of those, you know, those small companies that get ignored by the. PE and, and VC market they're just not interesting they don't have enough revenue they don't they don't you know it's a longer churn it's a longer cycle to get them from you know hey listen folding you in bringing you the organization is scaling up obviously it's easier and uh, I think they'll tell you you know ten large companies versus you know one small company you fold 10 larger companies and easier obviously for us it's something we haven't done yet uh, we are looking to we would like to go from this you know the the 10-15 million range. We want to be to the 25-30 in the next you know few years, and one. At an opportunity that we are looking at is multiple businesses who are, as I would say, um, you know, mature as we are, and I know that we're still very immature in the uh, in the scheme of things. I I definitely don't have any over uh, inflated sense of self worth there. Uh, You know, you look at the big big guys, and they've really got a cookie cutter. Our cookie cutters might not be as pretty; they might be a little more homemade. But but I do Mm -hmm. believe that there's a huge opportunity uh, for for us to go find somebody else just like us who's like, hey, how at 35 40 50 million range and are we better together than apart so yes Mm -hmm. a lot of opportunity in that space but you also narrow it down there are a lot of one to two million dollar msps everywhere there's a lot less of the the, as you move up that you know you you move up i call it the food chain or the or the scope and scale they do get more thin the pool gets a little more shallower right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we uh in a uh, other life, I, uh, I, I run a couple of different businesses, and one of them's is uh, Managed Sales Pros, which is owned by my wife, Carrie, and that's a business development company. And one of the key things she has is a database that's 10 years mature of information about the IT sector. And uh, she's got about 26,000 MSPs in that database, but when you segment it by revenue, by, by revenue size, it's only about six to eight thousand guys who get above two million. That's a pretty small club. And then once you go over two million, it drops mm-hmm. dramatically. And that's not like no one's data is perfect. There is no universal source of truth there. But once you're able to break past that two million dollar plateau, you're in a pretty elite community. And there's some pretty uh, there's some pretty interesting. Um, interesting opportunities now I'd be remiss and everyone's probably heard this uh, heard this um, phrase thrown around quite a bit in our industry because there's so much PE money but mark could you could you talk to us a little bit about why it might be useful like what's the opportunity if I'm running a four million dollar MSP and I decide and I got introduced to you in the store tech team is there a talk about the opportunity of
2: arbitrage?
1: For me as an owner to recognize more value out of the equity I have tied up in my business by joining a company like yours.
2: Well I always say, Deborah, would you want hundred percent of your business or one percent of Cisco? Right? It's right. it's just a matter of scale and size. You know, um we mm-hmm. just had a, a and there's also a lot of um work-life balance brought back to it. So, for example, we just uh, acquired a company and the owner is folded in. He's become a director of business development and he's uh, managing employee training. You know, it's something that when I was two, three, four million big, I didn't have any funds to do. Uh, And now we have a person who literally puts together full-time micro training classes. We're building out our own video stock, which I'm sure is not breaking any new revolutionary ground, but at four million, I would have never been able to do it. So, Uh, you know, he says to me, he goes, not only am I doing stuff that I really enjoy, I'm not doing all the stuff I hate. Right. So think about all the stuff that a business owner does, especially if you're in the IT space, you probably Mm -hmm. got into it because you love the technology. You didn't get into it because you loved AR and payroll (laughs) and taxes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what if you could go do love to do Uh, And at the same time, be home at five every day. You know, the the gentleman that was just work that we just uh, acquired his organization, he he sent me a thing. He goes, you know, he goes, I had the weekend off and it's the first time that I can remember in 17 years that I haven't got a call or I didn't think, oh, man, I got to get I got to get my billing out or I really shouldn't be spending time with my kids because I I know I have to get quotes out. And if I don't get quotes you know, those those small businesses, there's there's a huge value to, to being part of something larger. There's a huge peace of mind. There's the safety net, obviously, of a, a large organization with larger profitability. So I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good opportunities there. But you have to be the right minded person. If, if mm-hmm. you're going to make a terrible employee and you know you've always made a terrible employee and that's why you run a business. Don't 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 join an MSP. Right. Don't, don't yeah. join a larger MSP. Keep doing your own thing. If you can't give it up, you're not going to be able to give it up, right? Yeah.
1: There's something, too, when you – I feel that every uh, entrepreneur matures as they uh, as they go through business, as they get forced into situations. We learn. We grow. We pull in a little bit of extra knowledge, and uh, eventually it goes from a I want to have control to things to I want to have – partners. I want to have other leaders. I want to have extra minds in the room that can help support and grow and thrive and 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 develop this company and develop a mission. And uh, these days, that's one of the reasons I sold my MSP was I was just done. I, I didn't want to have to <laughs> deal with things over the weekend. I didn't want the phone ringing all the time. I was tired of my email exploding all the time. And being in uh being in the business development game, the marketing game, the strategy game, there are no emergencies in my world. I wake hmm. up and instead of five hundred emails, I have five, and four of them are probably some random newsletter that I got added to, so it's just a quick delete, and like, all right, well, I'm done with email now, and let's let's dive into my day and I get to have conversations like this. Mark, uh, people who are interested in StoreTech, they can go to StoreTech.com. They could find you guys on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. They could connect with you on LinkedIn as well. Really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us today.
2: Yeah, happy to be here and uh, happy to talk to you. So looking forward to doing something again in the future, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Keep your eyes tuned. Mark and I will probably be talking a little bit more, we'll be sharing a little bit about the process of acquiring companies. So that'll be a, that'll be coming to a webinar near you soon. I'm Ian Richardson from Richardson Richardson Consulting. You can find us online at Subscribe. Go ahead like, subscribe and share the Win podcast. You can view our videos, consume blogs and re- the rest of that content. Until next time, take it easy.
0: You've been listening to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? We're so glad you've joined us and know you're one step closer to winning big in your business, too. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to connect at rnr.consulting. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so you'll easily know when new episodes are available. Until next time, you can win and we're here to help.